When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Being the champion ensures that you're going to be at the very top of every card you fight on, but it doesn't guarantee your fights are going to be entertaining for the folks who forked up the money to see you. Not a problem for today's fighters. These champs were excitement personified throughout their time holding the strap, and at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Let's talk about these awesome runs. Before we get into the video today, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. Guys, we all need a little bit of help from time to time, and talking about things, especially for us guys, can be a little tricky. Life could be tough and unpredictable, but speaking to a professional is a great way to help overcome some of those challenges. That's why today's sponsor, a company like BetterHelp, are really important to us. To help make that first step a little bit easier, you can head to betterhelp.com slash MMA on point where they are giving you 10% off your first month. Here's why BetterHelp works. Therapy sessions can be done as a phone call, as a video chat, or even via messaging, whatever's the most comfortable version of therapy for you. BetterHelp can match you to one of over 30,000 therapists in their network based on your needs, preferences, and location, which gives you access to a wider range of expertise. To get started, you fill out a questionnaire that will ask you about what challenges you're going through and what kind of therapist you'd like, and then BetterHelp can match you with a therapist to help you. It's that easy. You can schedule therapy sessions at a time that's convenient for you. And if you do feel like your therapist isn't a great fit, you can switch at any time with no extra cost. BetterHelp are giving you 10% off your first month to make that step to being a better you that much easier. So if you are interested, then I'd encourage you guys to check out the link below or betterhelp.com slash MMA on point for 10% off your first month. I'm Tommy from MMA on point. A massive thank you to our channel Hall of Famers. And these are the 10 most exciting championship reigns ever. Number 10, Nick D. One of the great tragedies of this sport is that too many fans will only ever know Nick for his less-than-ideal second run in the UFC. They'll never know about his Strikeforce Welterweight Championship reign, the true peak of his career. Diaz took that title in a one-round slugfest that saw him get dropped by Marius Zaromski only to rally back and get a KO before the first horn. His first defense would be a rematch with KJ Noons. Insane volume in this one, nearly 900 strikes thrown between the two of them. A bloody and taunting Diaz would earn the U.S. D to retain. Next, Nick took on Evangelista Cyborg, and this was classic Diaz. Eating leg kicks, death by a thousand cuts, striking, of course shit-talking, all the way to the incredible armbar finish in the last seconds of the second round. Such a fun fight, but the topper, arguably the best single round fight of all time, was his banger with Paul Daly. The hype for this one was huge, the bad blood was there, and these guys beat the shit out of each other. A knockdown apiece before Nick would get the finish. Go again! Made history. 
After that, Diaz was off to the UFC, thus ending his run with the title, but man, what a time. That was peak Nick. Number 9. Justin Gaethje Back when the PFL was called the WSOF, everybody's favorite BMF was putting on the best fights outside the UFC as the promotion's lightweight champion. He earned the inaugural strap in a 60-second brawl with Richard Patishnok. Has him against the fence and he is in trouble. Patishnok trying to hang on very early here. Gaethje, yeah, Gaethje has done it. Gaethje has done it. You know, he is the champion, the first ever lightweight champ. Next up was a game Nick Newell, who he bloodied and beat down in the second round. Gaethje, Gaethje with the oh, right, no, and he's no, down, and no, he's out, and no, it's no, over, and Gaethje no, is still the champion. Gaethje has knocked out Newell here in the His next opponent, Melvin Gillard, missed weight, so it was non-title, but they still had a great three-round scrap. Next would be two of Justin's best, a pair of wars with Luis Palomino, both of which Gaethje would finish, insane pace, brawling, leg kicks, all the stuff we love. <laughs> Next, he put away Brian Foster in a fast and frenetic first round that saw him win via leg kicks. His final defense before heading to the UFC would be against Luis Firmino, and this would be Justin's homerist of fights. He took a ton of damage, but managed over three rounds to destroy Firmino's eye and get the doctor's stoppage. Dude, seriously, WSOF Gaethje was a different animal. What a run. Number eight, Matt Hughes. After Human Tractor, Matt Hughes shockingly lost the UFC welterweight title to BJ Penn following a record setting run with the championship, it did not take long at all for the Militant System product to get back to the title and have a run that would be the most exciting of his career. Hughes would take on future legend GSP in their first ever encounter for the vacant title in an awesome one-round display that saw the starstruck St. Pierre get armbarred in the closing seconds. This was followed up by the most exciting fight of his entire career, Matt's second defense against Frank Trigg, where he iconically got racked, survived a choke attempt, carried Frank across the cage, and then put him out in one of the most awesome four-minute fights you will ever witness. The country boy was rolling, and he followed that up by stomping Joe Riggs and Hoist Gracie in back-to-back non-title bouts before finally getting his chance to avenge his loss to the prodigy. This instant classic saw Hughes wear down Penn across three rounds before earning a TKO stop. Not that GSP was impressed by it or anything, but he should have been. It was another great fight. Matt's time with the title would come to an end courtesy of a head kick by St. Pierre. Hughes even lost in spectacular fashion, the true mark of an entertainer. Number 7. Charles Oliveira One of the most surprising and exciting career resurgences the sport has ever seen is the insane run at lightweight that the man known as Chuck Olives would go on after losing to Paul Felder in 2017. Eight fights and six performance bonuses later, the unlikeliest of veteran title contenders saw himself throwing down with Mr. Excitement himself, Michael Chandler, for the vacant UFC lightweight title. This fight is absolutely insane, even though it only lasts 5 minutes and 19 seconds. Mike never let up and had Charles on the brink of contact consciousness, but somehow the Brazilian survived to the horn and then unbelievably put Chandler away in the first 19 seconds of the next round. A legend was born, and in his first defense, he would take on another legend in Dustin Poirier. After a competitive first 10 minutes that saw the diamond take the opening stanza and Du Bronx take the ladder, the champ snuck onto Poirier's back standing and earned himself a second title victory via rear naked choke. Chandler, Poirier, if he fought Justin Gaethje next, he'd have defeated the fan favorite trifecta, and that is exactly what happened. After 
missing weight and being stripped, Oliveira cemented his place as an all-time great by having a three-minute war with Gaethje that saw him knocked down early, only to rally and score one of his own before a beautiful rear-naked choke finish. Technically, he wasn't the champ anymore, but it sure felt like it. A vacant title match was then set up with the monster Islam Mahachev, and Dubronx went out with a bang. The former champ did what he could, but was railroaded by the Dagestani and submitted in the second round. Doesn't matter, Oliveira at that point was fighting for gravy. Everything he did before that etched his legacy in stone. Number six, Max Holloway. With all due respect to Volk's current reign, he's been almost too good to make this list. He's so dominant that his competition rarely has a chance to make it a fight of the night, even if his performances certainly warrant bonuses. But man, Max Holloway is just the embodiment of entertainment in this sport. He started things off by earning a pointless interim featherweight title against Anthony Pettis, but in a great fight that ended in spectacular fashion. Then of course he had his back-to-backs with champ Jose Aldo, earning the strap in their first encounter that was a classic, and following that up with another awesome scrap. He finished Aldo twice and took the best the King of Rio had to offer, and then he had his peak performance against Brian Ortega, setting striking records, and while it was lopsided, it was beyond exciting seeing T-City somehow survive this onslaught by the champ, at least until he couldn't survive it anymore. Max would take a detour for interim lightweight gold against Dustin Poirier, and of course it was an instant classic. He returned to featherweight to earn his last successful defense in a fight with Frankie Edgar that saw insane volume over 500 strikes thrown. Max is one of the most exciting fighters in MMA history, so it's no wonder his time with the belt was about as exciting as it gets. He would lose the title to the Volkster, kicking off their trilogy of title bouts. Number 5. Chuck Liddell The Iceman really was the right guy at the right place at the right time. His persona, his fighting style, and most importantly, his two-year UFC light heavyweight title run that kicked off following the landmark first season of The Ultimate Fighter, of which he and Randy Couture coached, Today are doing fit checks. Very much helped build and define this very important era in the sport. When he took the title from Randy, it was their second encounter. Chuck had been shockingly TKO'd the first time, the tension in the opening minutes of their second fight. You can feel it in the air just watching it from home. This would be followed by an explosion of violence and a KO win. Liddell's first defense would be against a game Jeremy Horn, who somehow survived getting knocked down and beat down in both of the first rounds before making it a fight again prior to getting blinded in the fourth. He literally couldn't see, so they stopped the fight. The trilogy bout with Couture was next, and man, crowds for Chuck's fights. It was just a different atmosphere. After a competitive opener, Liddell would score a KO win out of nowhere in the second to cap off his rivalry with the natural. Next, the Iceman would put away Hanato Sabral in spectacular fashion before throwing down in his final successful defense against former friend Tito Ortiz. Chuck hurt Tito bad early, but he somehow survived to make it interesting until the third, where he would meet his awesome demise. To end his sport-defining reign, Liddell would try to reconcile with a ghost of his past in Rampage Jackson, who had defeated him in Pride, only to be viciously KO'd with a big shot in the first round. His legendary and insanely entertaining run had come to an end. Number 4. Brock Lesnar While Brock Lesnar's time in the sport was very short, every second of it was insanely entertaining, and like Chuck, he defined the era he fought in. The UFC threw his giant ass to the Lions in his debut, taking on former champ Frank Mir. Didn't end well for Brock, but he rebounded by steamrolling Heath Herring. Knowing they had a megastar, the UFC booked Lesnar to take on Randy Couture for the heavyweight title. Nerd! <laughs> Randy!
Dee. And the Beast Incarnate delivered, earning the title with a second round finish, setting up a rematch with Mir. The buildup was huge. Lesnar delivered massively in the fight itself. And even though it was a one-sided bout, the excitement and entertainment was just off the charts. He would maul Frank on his way to delivering the best post-fight speech of all time. Frank Mir had a horseshoe up his ass. I pulled that some bitch out and I beat him over the head with it. His follow-up performance against Monster Shane Carwin would be the highlight of his career. After getting absolutely demolished in the first, but somehow surviving the onslaught, Lesnar would submit an exhausted Carwin to retain his title in a classic that truly solidified Brock's legacy. Like many of the other champions on this list, he lost his title in an entertaining way, breakdancing his way to a TKO loss against Cain Velasquez. But yeah, man, if you missed this era, it's almost hard to describe how exciting Brock's reign was. You truly had to be there, it was really a time in the sport. Number 3. Fedor Emelianenko Pride FC rarely had champions defend their titles. Fedor held the heavyweight crown from 2003 to 2006, but only defended it really three times, even though he fought 15. The stoic Russian earned the strap in a classic with Minotaro Nogueira, where he dominated from the Brazilian's guard. If Sambo was easy, it would be called Jiu-Jitsu. After a pit stop in rings to Kimura Ejijitis Valabajus, Fedor returned to Pride for a non-title rear naked choke victory over Kaz Fujita, some soccer kicks on Gary Goodridge, a TKO finish of Yuji Nagata and Inoki Bumbaye, and The Last Emperor was ready for the 2004 Pride Heavyweight Grand Prix. In the opening round, he would easily armbar Mark Coleman, who took the loss incredibly well. Next, he would get dumped on his head and die at the hands of Kevin Randleman before coming back to life and somehow winning with a Kimura. The last two rounds of the tournament would be fought on the same night. First, Fedor made quick work of Judoka Naoya Ogawa, and then in his first ever title defense, competed yet again with Minotaro in the finals. The bout was shaping up to be a classic until a head clash in the first four minutes caused a big old cut and a no contest. The legends would run it back one more time later that year for the GP and the title, just like the first this was a classic. Fedor would earn the UD and solidify his spot as the king of the heavyweights. But kickboxing terminator Mirko Krokop was on the rise. So after getting revenge on poor Tiyoshi Kosaka, Emelianenko and the cop of Croatia would collide for the heavyweight title in one of the greatest fights the sport has ever had. Just a masterpiece of the human chess, which is mixed martial arts. Fedor would emerge victorious and essentially be considered the best of all time after that. He would celebrate with a pair of hilarious follow-up fights. First, he put away giant-ass Zulazinho in 26 seconds and then armbarred Mark Coleman after beating him so badly he terrified his own children. But Fedor's time in pride as well as the promotion itself were coming to an end, and his final defense, which was meant to be against Josh Barnett, would instead be against Mark Hunt, who stunned the crowd and the champ in a very tough fight that saw Mark on top for most of it doing damage until Fedor secured the Kimura to retain his title a final time and end his legendary run in pride. Number two, Robbie Lawler. Just everything about Robbie Lawler's career resurgence a decade ago was so awesome. After 10 years away fighting anywhere but the UFC, the ruthless one made his return, TKOing former welterweight title contender Josh Koscheck on his way in. He followed that up by head kick KOing Bobby Volker, which set up a title eliminator against the future of the division, Rory McDonald. That, to the surprise of everyone, the vet was able to defeat. This got him his first shot at Johnny Hendricks, where he would come up short for the gold in a nail 
nail biter. It looked like the late career resurgence was over, but no, Robbie was just warming up. He knocked out Jake Ellenberger. He had a classic with Matt Brown. Then he would do what puts him at number two on this list. First, he took the belt from Hendricks in a fantastic rematch, and then, oh my God, had two of the best fights in the history of the sport. First, it was the bloody rematch with Rory Mack, a fight largely considered the best bout ever. A more based opinion, though, is that his next one with Carlos Condit was actually even better because it was. Two back-to-back five-round wars. They have yet to be topped at welterweight, or most anywhere else for that matter. Even though it was short and Robbie's reign would come to an end with a vicious Tyron Woodley KO, his brief run with the strap and the amazing story that led up to it made for one of the most exciting times the sport has ever seen. Number one, Vanderlei Silva. In his six-year reign as middleweight champion, he only actually defended the belt five times, but he fought 20, and every bit of it was fucking awesome. Silva earned the title by defeating Kazushi Sakuraba for a second time in a great fight, ended only due to Vandy breaking Saku's collarbone with a throw. Next, Silva would get a doctor stoppage win over the diet butcher Alex Otsuka before giving Kiyoshi Tamura an absolute beatdown in his first defense, capping it off with a big KO punch. From there, this absolute madman would fight Krokop at heavyweight, which was awesome. Then it was a fast head kick finish in a non-title against Tatsuya Iwasaki. Vandy's second defense would be a wild brawl with a very game Hiromitsu Kanihara ending with his corner tossing in the towel. Next, Champ Silva would enter the Pride 2003 Middleweight Grand Prix and kick it off by KOing his good buddy Sakuraba. He would then win an all-time classic against Hidehiko Yoshida to put himself in the finals against Rampage Jackson, where he would win with the nastiest barrage of knees in the history of people fighting each other. Silva followed up the tournament win by KOing Minowa Man in a minute, taking us finally to his third defense, a rematch with Rampage. This was a war, just a legendary back and forth that would end with Page going stiff to a single knee this time. Next, Vandy would decide to fight Mark Hunt in an open weight bout because he's insane. Then it was back to middleweight for the 2005 GP, where he would shockingly lose to Ricardo Arona in the finals in a non-title bout. So they would run it back for the gold, and it was a close one. You could definitely argue Arona won, but the split would go to the champ. Because he's totally out of his mind, he then entered the 2006 Heavyweight Grand Prix, soccer kicked Kaz Fujita's face in, and then he flew too close to the sun. A rematch with Krokop in the semi-final would see Vandy head kick KO'd. It was the first time he'd been finished since 1998, and the first real knockout. His last Pride bout at Pride's penultimate show would be defending his title a final time against Dan Henderson, and he went out with a banger. The two legends were slugging the entire time until Silva went to sleep in the third. There has never been a more entertaining title run, and there probably never will be. A massive shout to the editor of this video, Luke Taylor. This was a long one. There were a ton of fights, and they absolutely killed the edit. Please follow them on all their socials, and check out their YouTube channel. A huge thank you to our channel champions. You guys are just fantastic. If you want to be fantastic like them, hit the join button. There's cool exclusive content. You might end up having say in some of our videos. Hey, if not, liking and subscribing would also be really cool. Comment down below the title reigns that entertained you the most. Thank you so much for watching, you guys. I am out of here.